is a dumb thing. <laughs> yes, or, I don't sure. know. Maybe, maybe it's dumb. Maybe maybe it's the smartest. Johnny dumb or I've Chase dumb or Bobby dumb. Yeah. I mean, I'm Chill Chase, us in. So I so I guess it's Chase dumb. Um, I bought a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it was cheap. Our good friend Wario sixty four said, "Hey, this is cheap." Was it a bucket of mayonnaise? It was Sometimes not. He tweets out stuff like that. It was not. Um, was it the beans. ten pound Toblerone? What are, what are, what are... <laughs> uh, these are my Gunner blue blocking glasses. Yeah, now we can see all the smut on your screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. That's some hot Johnny Johnny mm. reflection porn right there. Uh, I don't know. They th- these are like normally sixty bucks or something, and they were on sale for like fifteen. And it's like, I don't know. That's not stupid. Why don't I grab one of these? They're very Tony um, Stark. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I look like the uh, the dad from Heroes. Like the cheerleader. The horn rim man. Yes. Yes. Was it horn rimmed or horny rimmed? Horned. Horn 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 rimmed. <laughs> It's, um, it's both. People people were horny rimmed for him or horny uh, yes. by he, him. I don't. You I mean don't. Oscar's partner? Sure, sure. You look like a nerdier Walter subject. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how much they were actually going to reflect on the uh, on the screen, but I don't know. Oh, Maybe I'll keep them on for this. If you could have but, asked you know, me, I would have told they, you. They do block some blue. I'll tell you that. They, yeah. Um, there's like a a. a nice warm feel to everything. I mean, they're still glasses. They feel they feel it's like, like having night mode on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like a slight dimness to everything because there's, you know, obviously something over my eyes. But um, I don't know. I don't know if I hate it. Do you just have the man group now? Man group. Why? I'm sorry. I do not follow. Well, you, you're blocking the blue. So I'm certain. Is it just the man group? Oh, I I see what you're doing there. Yes, um, I suppose so. I suppose I, I don't know. Johnny's so masked right now. Amount of blue. Yeah, it's, it's what about? Uh, it's a bad one. Uh, Eiffel sixty five. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Just I'm. Just I'm. Babadia. Babadia. Babaday. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, uh, yeah, you're just know. you're just blue blocking the haters away. That's all you're here's, doing. <laughs> here's my thing. I have to come here every fucking week and look mm-hmm. at you two and go, yep. God damn, I have perfect vision. And yet I I have glasses envy. I, I look at my friends who are both wearing glasses. And I'm like, man, I just I just like you just want to fit in. I just like the frame. Chase just wants to be able to do the take the glasses off and be very pretentious. Yes, there you go. I want to be able to point. Listen, listen, I I told you I cannot read. I had I had a. Yes, um, thank you. I had a professor in college. It was my jazz pop and rock professor. Oh, God, that was was a fun class. How long was his ponytail and how bald was the top of his head? uh, No, no, no. He he had. Was his name Roy Donk? He was. Uh, is anybody watching Barry here? Or uh, I've not here? watched no. this season, but I've watched He's, everything he, besides. He was the equivalent of uh, Gene Cousineau. Uh, like he is, nice. he is absolutely like wearing wearing nice. the, the tweed jackets, nice. the the white hair. Um, he he's dead now, of course. Um, but I thought you were gonna say he was the equivalent of Soho Hank. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> that would have been very uh, happy. Betty. Betty. He, he, 
he would always do that. Like he had he had like certain mannerisms he would do, and one of them was taking off his glasses so he could make a point while he's on stage, and then he'd put his glasses on to make another point. Um, and uh, my good yeah, friend, our good friend of the show, Pierce Corshane, and I uh, ended up making uh, what we call Michael Bud. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we we had a little game we called Michael Bud's Bingo, and we just made bingo cards of like the. 12 nice. things that he would always do and and when somebody got a bingo then the other one bought him lunch that day so oh, that's hell yeah fun. it was it was fun i've used it for other people i've met who have annoyed me uh and have similar <laughs> mannerisms um for, for work functions and things like that that's mm -hmm. also quite fun did you uh, anyway. speaking of being annoyed Yes. You've made it. You've found the most annoying thing on the internet at the moment, and that's saying a lot. We are the Casual Hour. This is episode 321, and it is April 19th, 2023. And we got some video games to talk about. This is a What You've Been Playing episode. If you are unfamiliar with that, here's what's up. We tell you about the games that we've been playing, and then we tell you about some of the news surrounding them. It's a good time. It is what we call a Casual Hour classic episode. Not to be mixed up with the likes of our monthly previews, our quick looks, our deep dives, all the things that we put out that you might have heard our name associated with. This is the OG, the original effort from the Casual Hour. I'm Bobby. Joining me is Chase and Johnny. How are you both doing? All right. Doing good. good. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff happening in the news. I think probably more than what we've been playing. But Chase, it looks like there's something new on your list here, and I'd love to know... What the heck you been doing? Yeah, so I uh, I think it was maybe a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. I was talking about playing some some more itch games. Just trying to play a lot of you were talking about smaller, that. yeah, uh, not necessarily new stuff, but just showing seeing what's up there. New to me anyway. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think itch is is actually pretty bad at telling you when any of these things got released. Um, so I couldn't tell you what's a 2023 game or not, but. Uh, I decided to jump in and try another one of these, and I played a game called Island Maker, which is, I would say, like 50% Dorf Romantic. That was kind of my first Dorf. question. Go on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely some Dorf Romantic. And then, Bobby, do you remember that black and white itch game that we played? We did a quick look of, might have just been called Islands. But uh, it was like you had to kind of trace around. It was on a grid. You traced around in black and white and made these little places with forests and homes and shit. Yeah, like that. I didn't. OK, I feel like you and I played this game. And yeah, yeah. I, I, scores. Got, I was yeah. way, way into it um, mm -hmm. for, for a few months there. Anyway, this this is kind of like a combination, I would say, of both of those. It and, looks and I think really it cool. It does look nice. I think it has a nice art style, this this kind of pleasing black, red, gold, and white color scheme to it. And it's it's pretty simple at first. You're just placing a, a number of different properties on the on the hex-based world map. Um, like you get a house and you can place the houses down in, in certain spots. You can place a farm down, but you want to place the farms near these turnip uh icons because then that'll be able to field the turnips and you start to find out that placing stuff randomly is not a great call um, yeah so you play again and you mm -hmm. start placing stuff kind of more where it belongs and you see that when you play certain buildings in certain spots or near certain other things that you'll get bonus buildings 
similar to the way in Dorfromantic, when you place enough things, you get bonus tiles so you can keep playing more tiles. For sure. Uh, so you kind of keep placing these properties around uh, wherever they fit. Like some some places, like there's a hunting camp, and those can only go in the forests. And when you put a hunting camp in a forest, you get a windmill back because the hunters found some wood or something. I don't know. That that part doesn't that makes quite sense. make sense to me. Yeah. Um, but then you can put the windmill down around farms and any adjacent farm next to it is going to get you even more farms. So you can put your farms near more of the turnips. And whenever you put a farm near a turnip, now you can put another home and homes are what you're looking for because population is the, the score is the end goal for this stuff. So you want to try getting the biggest population as possible. So it's really kind of this, um, risk reward of trying to place the properties in such a way where you can get as many homes as possible, but also then you get bonuses that that can uh, link it's directly to the home. Really cool. <laughs> it is, it is, I started to click them like I got to stop. Yeah, that. It's, it's pretty addicting, <laughs> and uh, it's got a number of set levels, and each level has uh, you can you can kind of game it to get sure your maximum score once you figure out what's going on. And and then that kind of keeps tally. So, you, you know, you have to start with four population on the first on the first area. And when you get to four, then it unlocks area two. But you could get maybe like up to eight or something on the first area. So now you can have like an excess because then you need to get your total population, which is the population on every level combined uh, to be at such high a score to open up even further options. And you get through it pretty quick. I mean, it's a very small itch game. Yeah, I played it in like two hours and and had everything unlocked. But it has a daily that unlocks uh, eventually. And then it has a final mode, which is total random, where it just throws a totally huh. random board at you and says, OK, see, see how many you can get out of this. And and I just found it to be really fun. And there was a there was a time where I'd gotten through. I think everything to the daily at that point and went, man, how do I unlock the the extra population to get to this last locked area? And I was just playing through something else. And there's a building that can copy adjacent tiles around it. And I initially thought, okay, that just means it copies any of the buildings and just gives me a copy of those buildings so I could use those again. And it does, but it also copies turnips or eventually the, the icons for like fish. So so then you get to a point of, oh, I shouldn't waste all these farms and use up these turnip icons because once you use up a turnip icon, it goes away and now it's just a free space to put another thing. I should leave some of that turnip stuff there so then I can copy that turnip and then I can put it over here and build even more farms and get even more homes and and it just becomes a, a real game of okay now now it all really matters where I start placing things uh, to get to, to your highest highest scores. Uh, I don't I don't think I've perfected it quite yet, but uh, it's something that was was a lot of fun for that night, and it's something I think I might go back to, especially with a daily function. I think that's always always pretty fun with these kinds yeah, of games. That's a good I, I don't good know if reason you, to revisit it. If you called it out, this is made by Ryan Kubik, and I, looks- I did not mention that. Thank you. Uh, looks like they've got, I think I've seen this explore your area. It's a walking card game, one that you would download. And I think you have to print some stuff out. Um, there's captain pick a cards, which is pretty awesome name. 
Uh, but there's a bunch of stuff from like games, game jams, or I'm sorry, jam games and prototypes. Mm-hmm. I, it looks like they've been pretty busy, but uh, this game's really cool. Uh, I, I think it looks awesome from what you've shown and talked about so far. Yeah, I, I was a big fan. It's a it's it's free. Uh, it's really easy to to learn and then tougher to master. It's a lot of trial and error that goes sure. in, but the trial and error is so fast because games don't take very long that. It's it's not like you. Uh, the game also doesn't have an undo function, which on one hand, you're like, oh, man, it's, you know, I really put that in the wrong place. But on the other hand, these games are just flying through. So you don't it doesn't really matter. You just kind of keep placing stuff and you you learn as you go. But I, I had a great time with it. Nice, man. Uh, that is, again, Island Maker as a, a browser based game on itch. It looks like mm-hmm. uh, so check it out. It looks great and seems pretty clever. Uh, I've got some stuff to talk about this week. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about these two. Uh, Wild Frost, we did a stream of. We've got a quick look going up tomorrow at the time of this recording. Chase and I have spent a little bit of time with that game. I I really like Wild Frost. I wish I was better at it. I've gotten better, but... I also wish you were better at it. (laughs) Hey, maybe if you bought it, learned it, and taught me, I would do it. But... Yeah. I I thought you had outgrown the master bobby but maybe not eh, maybe not uh this is a lesson or two i can teach you it's a cool game i've been enjoying my time with it uh outside of chase's unrequested criticism but i have uh <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed my time with the art and unlocking more of the companions and characters in there I've been trying to focus at least on unlocking more things in the hopes that i'll get better at it but uh, I am, I'm anxiously awaiting that patch. I, I would like to scale up my abilities to with the difficulty rather than getting thrown in the deep end on this one. I, I, I think there's a seat at the table. Do I think it's better than a Slay the Spire, a monster train uh, inscription? We've talked about this. Yeah. I'm still not. It's always so tough. Yeah. I don't think it's better, but uh, it is cool. I, I think the way I think it looks great. Johnny, you joined that stream as well. You get to see it in action. Check it out. It's Wild Frost. art style. Like yes. On one hand, on one hand, it's not like we're comparing every platformer to Super Mario Brothers. No. Like, well, it's not as good as Super Mario Brothers. I guess we'll just keep playing that. Um, but also, I think this is such a more specific genre than it is. platformer that I, I don't know. It it makes it really difficult because I think this is a genre that is pretty well saturated at this point. It takes something really, really special to break into that to that kind of elite group and kind of like you said i don't i don't know if wild frost is there yet i think it's got the bones to to be and maybe if that balance patch comes out and and starts to feel real good then then it might join that conversation but man hell yeah when you're when you're playing with monster train or slay the spire or inscription it's like well fuck sorry sorry (laughs) a lot to live up to Sorry about your damn luck uh, another game that Johnny and I have both been playing, so I'll let him chime in here if he wants to. I, I continue to just be blown away by Everspace 2. Uh, I'm still yes. rocking my uh, my Vindicator ship. I've got enough saved up right now to where I can probably get a... So they do tiers. It's basically Tier 2, Tier 2+, plus, Tier 3, Tier 3+. Three plus. Uh, tier 3 plus does cost around 450000 it's very steep, a lot of credits, but I can get a tier three plus right now. Uh, I'm starting to get legendaries. I, I'm 
I've been to all but one or two systems now, and they all have some really great looks. There's this one, holy shit, man, talking about like their skyboxes, which we've called out a lot. Mm -hmm. This whole moon was the backdrop, but the moon had, rather than like the ring of Saturn, it had a ring on its actual planet that was like a neon fucking light. And the backdrop of that was so awesome. It was Man. very, 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 oh, very. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I I just kind of like stopped and took it all in. I, I love this game. I, I, I think it's safe for me to say at this point that this might be one of the best feeling spacecraft games that I've played of like movement and just responsiveness. It, it balances between sim and arcade in a really good way. There's enough tinkering. Uh, on your ship that makes it fun and I like that you can use a, a mouse and keyboard pretty effectively with it but I've also played it on uh, a controller and it works great there also they put out their first hot fix for it addressed a few performance things and this they're going to continue to bring things into it I'm thrilled that game from Rockfish is sitting at a, a very positive right now with a very substantial amount of reviews in so good on them Johnny you are kind of experiencing earlier parts of the game for the first time yeah. Anything you want to share about your time? Uh, no, just like it continues to impress me the, the more cool. I play it. Um, I haven't been spending a ton of time playing games recently, uh, but what time I have spent is I launch over space and play it for 20, 30 minutes, and it's great. Like I'm just blown away by, yeah. by what they've produced. Uh, the story stuff is really uh, compelling to me. I didn't get a whole lot of it at the time mm -hmm. of early access. They did not have a lot of story beats and, uh, I'm really enjoying yeah. where the story is going. It's been, yeah, good. I'm getting much more into it for sure. Yep. All right. Let's talk about something maybe that we're both not getting into though. Uh, I yeah. try, this is not typically my style, but I got to talk about something I don't like. So chase, Hell yeah, now we're talking. If you didn't like how I played games, maybe you'll like how I don't like them. I don't quite know. Uh, Minecraft <laughs> Legends came out, and this is a game that I was pretty curious about, and I want to just call out, I'm not terribly far into it, maybe an hour tops. Um, and I did not spend a lot of time researching what this game would be. I went off of the the few trailers. I did not dig into like any dev stuff with it. I just knew this is on Game Pass. I knew that I would be digging it. Uh, this is Minecraft Legends. It is made by Mojang, the people that you know and love behind Minecraft, and it's put out by Xbox. This love? one is, huh? Love? Yeah. We love the uh, gang here. Yeah. Uh, I guess now that Notch is gone. Yeah, now that can, Notch is gone. Yes. Yeah, we can, we can like <laughs> Mojang. Again. This is a, a $40 video game that is on Game Pass. It's on the Microsoft Xbox family. It is on uh, Windows. And you can actually buy this game on Steam, which uh, Minecraft itself is not available on Steam, but this game is. Uh, this is the... It was, the other Minecraft game on Steam as well? Heroes or dungeons? Dungeons, Minecraft yeah. dungeons. Do you want to check that out, Johnny? Let's see. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this game, I thought was going to be more of a tower defense with RTS elements. As we got closer to the launch, I heard that maybe it was more of a PvP focused game. But I'm playing the campaign, and uh, it is somewhere between tower defense, RTS, and maybe Pikmin. I would say um okay. and, yeah and 
it just has a really awkward feel, at least at the point that I've played to. It has a pretty slow onboarding, uh, but you have villages that you're saving and then destroying enemy territories. You can then build things up. Uh, it uses a, a lute, the the guitar-looking instrument, as like your main source of interactivity in the world. So you pull your lute out, and it creates this big circle that if you happen to be by stone, wood, whatever, you just put that circle, release the circle, and there's these bots that come out and auto-harvest, kind of like a Pikmin, the yeah. the materials in the area. Inventory. Yeah. That's then used to build and spawn creatures, but you are learning songs that allow you to have the ability to grab certain materials, build certain creatures, and that stuff's all fine and well. The building feels somewhat okay, but it's all pre-built templates. So you don't get to have the creative freedom of like a Minecraft game where I'm going to build this crazy sure. turret tower. It's These are pre-built archery towers this is a wall a ramp you need to build this bridge to cross the, here the like the the minecraftiness seems like it's more aesthetic yes than it is yeah integral to the game totally yeah. and totally, that's the other yeah. thing i'll call out aesthetically speaking for me i i found I, it's not bad this is gonna be very nitpicky it's like a, a very black like thick black bordered uh cell shade which is strange yeah. for, for Minecraft. It looks very, especially if you're zoomed out because it's kind of isometric. It it's just looks really thick, bold lines. Yeah, it looks cheap. I'm just I mean, do you think that's to? do you think that's necessary from like a uh, visibility standpoint? Like if you are zoomed out to see your character and the other characters, I think it's that. I think it's also there's a ton of mobs that come out and a lot of stuff happening that doing the cell shading probably gives them that. And Minecraft, to your point, Chase does have kind of a it's not a limited color palette because there's they've added a lot to it, but the core things, wood, stone, the different types of stone that would have. There's, there's no real outlines to no. the stuff in Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so that, that does seem like a big change to have like a, a stroke line around everything. Totally. But I, I find personally, and Johnny, feel free to chime in here, um, just interacting with your mobs that you have and trying to like keep track of all that. Like it's. It's, they try to simplify it down to where you've got like four modes. You've got uh, a building mode you've got an attack mode it just felt very chaotic and muddy and difficult to read what was happening to you and what you were doing i i'm sure it gets better i'm sure there's a lot more diversity into your abilities what you build what you can mine but early stuff so far has been a bit of a slog yeah i i like the whole time i was playing i was like i have like three other games that i really love that i could be playing right now and this is just not and you're not playing them either you're just i'm not i haven't been playing anything really um uh so i don't know i was like mm. <laughs> we were talking about streaming this on friday but i don't know mm. you know yeah. what's kind of interesting is this is the way you guys have described this this game it sounds a lot like brutal legend where like that was also kind of a tower defense RTS. Yeah, I never played you, that game. You played as a guy. I, I like it. It's you don't think it's an RTS for a while, though, <laughs> right? Like it, it feels like it's like some kind of character action game. And then it goes into this battle where, oh, wait, this is an RTS now. Uh, yeah. But it's an RTS where you also play on the field and can jump down or or like jump up and fly around and, and control the battlefield from the from the skies. It's. 
I mean, I love Double Fine already, so it's it's hard for me to find too big a fault in that game. But I, I know a lot of people were really kind of. I remember it being it, like, this very is what I expected it to be divided. Yeah, I I also like. I don't think that this is a game made for me. It's 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 like baby's first RTS, which I like that aspect of it. I can get on board with that because I'm not great at RTS. That I like baby's first RTS. Mm-hmm. However, it's the the voice acting is very like Disney kid. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 rough i was skipping a lot of the dialogue it's it's it is rough now it's i'm sure you describe it as dog water cringy af dog um but i do think that if i go through like again steam steam reviews are not great i've read a few other publications uh I, i think pc magazine had some pretty harsh criticisms that i do feel might have some some truth to what they were saying maybe it was a little sharp-tongued when it came out but it's i'm sure there's an audience that really loves this i'm sure it's probably going to have a following um i bounced off dungeons pretty quick and it wasn't because the game performed bad or wasn't interesting i think there's just other shit i found myself enjoying and uh like call me old-fashioned man but i that that game also was like more of a co-op experience like that was it was it was diablo people it was just minecraft diablo but if you didn't have other people to play with then it kind of it got hard yeah i would i would just rather go build shit in minecraft this here like if they would have given you the sandbox the uh, the last thing i'll make and i'll let johnny wrap it up is there's um and and wild hearts one of the cool things about that game is you unlock abilities that let you build up things so if you need to build a turret or a bow or something you can place these objects and they morph into that if i wanted to be able to build a turret or a tower on this game i want to build it like let me build that up really quick i think that would be cool or let me do what what i really think fucking breath of the wild or or tears of the kingdom is going to do which is get weird with it and build what you want and kind of piece this thing together too you mean like banjo kazooie nuts and bolts yes absolutely now we're talking video game so those are the only things like I'm sure it's fine, but to, I think Johnny really stated it well. I've got some shit I'm really liking right now that I want to play. And I thought about that the entire time I was playing this and I was like, you don't need to play this. You just you yeah. got, you got shit you like. Play it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really have too much else to add. We we like had this whole conversation as we were playing it last night. And um, yeah, I think I think that there's something here for somebody but yeah it ain't me it ain't me babe uh you know what it is for you johnny the news <laughs> getting real weird with your buddy mm-hmm. bobby late at night and him talking you into hey stream this game to me oh my god now now hang on are we I, i'm fine if we want to say bobby and i have done a quick look at this uh it's been out for a while people have had an opportunity oh, to play this I'm like, not are, we ready? are we ready for spoilers i mean i'm is, ready for spoiler town if we want to this is to be experienced yeah on your own it i is, don't want but people have had the opportunity all i'll say is i went into it not we, knowing we, what to expect we should, we should name the game pineapple on pizza thank you is the name of the game uh bobby talked about it a couple weeks ago uh didn't really say much about it at all other than johnny you should play this and then after we both quit minecraft legends 
I think I mentioned maybe maybe I'll check out pineapple on pizza and he was like, yeah, stream that to me right now. And so <laughs> I did and I played it and Bobby was trying his best not to giggle the whole time. Let me ask you this. <laughs> uh-huh. um, how how long did it take you? Uh, Six, seven minutes. Yeah, okay. let me check. Let me check my steam time. Uh, while he's doing seven that, minutes, it says is my total play time. Look at that overwhelmingly positive on Steam with thirteen thousand reviews. In it's a good one. It, it's a very funny, dumb thing, and if you have a computer that can run this game, which it, I assume it does not need. Wow. Yeah. At all. Yeah, but, uh, Let me go grab my Fisher Price. Yeah. Uh, so Baby's first laptop. Anything. It's Windows 8. If you have Windows 8, <laughs> you can run this game. Anyway. Best moment contender for me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would concur. Um, so maybe maybe we can talk about it yeah. at the end of the year and spoil sure. it. Yes, that we will like. definitely talk about it then. Anyway. Uh, You've been warned. You only have nine... Months, nine months, too soon. That still feels too soon. You have eight Um, months to figure it out, um, fuckers. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's that's all I've been up to. Um, Should we talk about the news, guys? Let's talk about the news. Uh, So, sounds like you guys weren't the only ones having fun with Minecraft uh, these last couple. Yeah, man, the story is Watergate. Um. So if you haven't been living under a rock, you may have heard about this uh, 20-year-old kid that was, that was arrested for leaking military documents. In my mind, it's the same kid that crashed the Game Awards stage. It's everywhere. <laughs> There's a whole thing on, online. I know. I know. It's looking crazy. Know. Uh, anyway, uh, this, this guy, uh, he's been arrested under the Espionage Act. And uh, he was leaking military documents uh, to this splinter group on Discord. Uh, yeah, like and- the, the group itself is not like a Minecraft group, but yeah. like the, the timeline from what I hear is that they had like this military. Oh, we were in the military. We like games, whatever. This is kind of our place. Well, do you remember what the, the server was called? Like they think their server was real, real. It was terrible. Stupid. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Bobby can look it up. But they so they had this group and he leaked the documents there. I guess from what they said, there was an argument about the war in Ukraine going on in the discord. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, here, here's the files. Uh, and then eventually they got spread to a Minecraft discord server. Yes. Um, <laughs> And then they blew up from there and uh-huh. got everywhere. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so this this kid is uh, probably going away for a very long time uh, for leaking these documents. And man, I'm still trying to find the name of this. Talk yeah. about like trying to impress your dirtbag friends <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it blows up in your face. I can't find the name of it. Uh, uh, I got it. It is called Thug Shaker Central. There oh it is. God. Yeah. Yes. Jesus so, Christ. So you know they're up to they're up to the good stuff. Um, the the thing I found interesting, I I've heard a couple of these uh, stories previously 
where uh, there's another free to play video game called uh, War Thunder. You guys, oh ever yeah, heard of War Thunder. Oh yeah. So so it's this free to play like vehicle tank combat game, and it was also getting a bunch of military uh, documents leaked to it. Yeah, on because the, the people that play those games are military obsessive weirdos and or people in the military literally Mm -hmm. working on these tanks or working with these tanks and and so they're like begging for patch notes to be like hey this this tank uh actually can go uh you know 40 miles an hour and not 39 miles an hour here's here's the the documentation here's the official legal documentation Um, about the about this um so then it got to it got to a point i I remember reading a story where some guys like yeah i got called to be a reference for my buddy who was applying for uh you know a a level of security clearance for for the military and the the person straight up asked me like does your friend play war thunder (laughs) what what are you talking about and he's like well you know people who play war thunder you just we've had a habit of of people leaking documents on there so we want to make sure that they're all clear like jesus when the military has to ask are you playing this video game because those people are fucking (laughs) fucking up our military secrets uh maybe you should put the video game down Uh, johnny before we go to the next story we didn't put one on here i'm going to bring it up really quick if that's cool go for it bowser's been released from jail everybody not that Bowser, Gary but, Bowser, who was put oh. into jail by Doug Bowser. Yeah, Doug Bowser. And uh, this is a Bowser on Bowser crime. They're yeah. going to get uh, 20 to 25 percent of all they, of his income, probably well, for the rest of his life. Yeah, he owes he owes them a fine 10 million? of million, 14. 14. million. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he was in prison, make that up, sentenced to 40 months in prison. Uh-huh. Uh, this is part of that infamous hacking ring that happened. So, with- was it I thought it was the guy that was like charging, like making money off of well piracy. I and mean, that is where he fucked he, up. He, he only had a minor role in the infamous hacking ring, but I think there was some privacy stuff that was going on. Like um, stuff. Yeah. The he he was initially charged with eleven felonies, including wire fraud, conspiracy to circumvent technological technological measures. Uh, trafficking and circumvention devices uh, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. He pled guilty to only two of those charges and was sentenced to a $4.5 million fine and later at the additional 10 million that Johnny called out. Um, But he, yes, he has only paid back $175 of the the $14.5 million. Uh, So uh, he'll get there eventually. Yeah. Don't fuck with your don't fuck with Nintendo, folks. Yeah, That's or, the, yeah. yeah. Don't or, steal don't from Nintendo or any corporation because they yes. can hire a team of lawyers to ruin your life. Or if you do, do it better. Yeah. <laughs> do it smarter. Yes. Don't, don't get, get caught. caught. Um uh so yeah, in other news, uh Sega bought Rovio, makers of Angry Birds. Somebody had to before Microsoft did. Four. For seven hundred and seventy-five million dollars, um, they like Angry I Birds. I, I think that number is really interesting, considering That's how fucking money it is. A lot of money, but also like Sony bought Bungie for twelve billion, right? Like, no, nah, I thought six, it was like two point one. They bought them for. I thought it was significantly more than that. Some silver dust, man. Yeah, bright dust. Give me that bright dust deal. Uh. 
3.6. All right. Somewhere oh, okay. in the middle. Uh, but like, that's that's a lot of rovios. Is yeah, is Angry Birds that popular still? Well, the only thing I'm seeing I, on their website right now looks like Angry Birds games. They've got Angry Birds 2, Angry Birds Dream Blast, which I think might be based off of they made a movie. There's like a, a minion a movie. movie. Yeah. And that's that's also what people were were talking about as well. Like both of these companies are well versed not in just making games, but but putting out movies. Sega has obviously put out those those last two Sonic the Hedgehog movies that have been quite popular. Rovio's put out a relatively popular Angry Birds movie, from what I remember. Um, and, and and the big thing, it just seems like this is this is the way for Sega to get a better hold in the mobile market. Well, um, they, what they, they needed have... actually was their uh, slingshot tech so they could make a Sonic game called Angry Sonic, where you pull Did... Sonic back on the slingshot and then he destroys uh, nice. Dr. Robotnik's... Oh. I'm not, against, I'm not against it. Oh, oh, oh. They, Rovio has a patent on that, so they couldn't develop that game until mean, mean <laughs> Dr. Robotnik's mean being angry mean birds machine. bird machine. Yeah, uh, they, they have a whole segment on their website. I did find it. It's called Beyond Birds, which is clever. But they have Darkfire Heroes, which is a mobile action RPG, small town murders, solve puzzles, collect evidence and uh, follow a twisting tale. And then Sugar Blast, which is candy lover maple is dreaming of all the sweetest treats. So there's oh, three other games. I wonder I wonder where they got that inspiration from. I wonder I as know. well. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess Angry Birds still makes them worth that much money. If we look at it that way, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, TBD. Uh, so uh, I got this from a tweet I saw um, from. Some, no. Oh. Uh, uh, Battlefront three got canceled two yards from the finish line. Uh, that is from Michael Barclay, uh, who. Forget which studio he worked at. Says lead he, designer of Naughty Dog. He works at Naughty Dog now, but got it. Uh, I, yeah, I guess he worked at Dice beforehand. Uh, or wait, no, was this oh, maybe this the original is, I, Battlefront Three? I, I think this might be the original Battlefront. Yeah. 3. Oh, okay. So that would have been Pandemic. Wait, are you saying? Are you saying the one that came out on the Xbox era, mm-hmm. or the because it's not Pandemic? Yeah, it was Pandemic Studios. Oh, I thought you meant like pandemic, like 2020 pandemic. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I meant the studio that got subsumed <laughs> eventually by EA. I yes. EA, now it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's a, it was a fine name back in those days. Yes. No, Household nobody name. cared about pandemics back yeah. in the far flung times of 2000 God. and whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, but it was, it was a response to a question, you know, uh, what's your one, one that got away? Uh, and that he said this follow-up tweet was I'm at a festival and choosing chaos because he like obviously yeah. if you say something like that all oh the, yeah that's gonna the that's gonna two, rile up some sweet. people yeah. come out I don't I don't think this I don't I don't know how much this is news I remember seeing not trailers but remember seeing screenshots and hearing people say like oh yeah it's basically done and then it just never came out and and it always seemed ridiculous that it didn't because. Those first two Battlefront games sold really well and were really yeah. well received. They made they made a PSP one that was based on Battlefront two. Um, I get 
it's not like people stopped liking Star Wars. So why? But yeah. I think, uh, what did I remember hearing? Was it something like the, was it the publisher that was like, oh, we're not sure about these anymore. We want to shift to a different Star Wars strategy I, or maybe. I have to say, like, man, hey, we're not cool with these anymore. I don't remember. You got to remember at the time, people didn't really like the prequels as much as they do now. And I think that the tone for people's, you know, reception of Star Wars was certainly changing. There was a really weird period um, at that time, too, of just like Clone Wars were really taking off in a big way. But people were still following more canonical events from these games like Battlefront was definitely like vested in it. I know that Republic mm-hmm. Commando was supposed to fall in between timelines on it. You had the Jedi or um, not Fallen Order, but Star Jedi Academy and oh, yeah, Jedi Academy, Force, like Force Unleashed, Force Unleashed, yeah. Force Unleashed mm-hmm. was like a little bit later, but still, like it was a really, really weird period uh, for just people's but perception also, of Star Wars. I, I mean, I agree with you. People, people are generally are not big prequel fans, um, but oh, is I think I've always felt like that was just the movies that oh they didn't like the Anakin story being told, but when it came to battle droids and clone troopers and all the new vehicles and we have a ton of crazy lightsabers now uh that people ate that shit up which is why something like battlefront 2 at least to me i thought was really cool because now i'm on camino and i'm uh flying around like jango fett whose story is stupid i i totally agree with the story of jango fett flying around like his head was flying around or like he was flying around he he using the using the Mandalorian jetpack, of course. Okay. But, um, yeah. No, it didn't. I wouldn't let my let my boy Django get killed like that. Um, but like flying in these in like a Naboo starfighter. Actually, the Naboo starfighter is not in Battlefront Two, but one of one of those ships, the Jedi starfighter. There you go. Uh, you could take yeah. a Jedi starfighter out there and and. Oh, you mean Din Din Djarin ship? No, that's the Naboo starfighter. Oh, okay. I'm Good. talking about the one that looks kind of like a TIE fighter. Oh, yeah. A little yeah, bit. yeah. In, in episode two, that's the one that Anakin and, and uh, Obi-Wan are flying around in at the beginning. That's a cool one. I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I don't know if you uh, know that. I, you I take know those glasses off. Your love for Star Wars is as fake as your fucking glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these glasses are real. Uh, Johnny. Yeah. Let's talk about that Zelda trailer. Oh, the one that we just showed Chase? The one that we just showed Chase. The one that we're going to talk over Uh, right now. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom trailer 3 dropped. They actually made an announcement that this would be coming. This was a week later after they finally showed us what the hell this game was going to do. Gameplay, yep. We got like a, a guided tour of the new abilities, and then they went and dropped this thing. And they said, not only are we going to tell you what you can do, we're going to show you why you're doing it. And if Fuse didn't get me completely jazzed for it, this felt very much like the Zelda I grew up with. The stakes are all there, and that felt really fucking cool. And I've told you all, if they could bring some of those things, the heart of what made Zelda for me, into the world they're building in Breath of the Wild, I'm going to be incredibly happy. In this trailer... Yes. I don't know how much of it's going to be in the game, of course, but what we're seeing here, it's really, really well done. Yeah, it, yeah. it evokes all the right emotions and things, uh, and I think is the perfect way to build up like 
leading to the the month before this game comes out and i i've watched this trailer so many times i know this, uh, i mean this game is gonna have eight very nice cutscenes, and then uh the other hundred plus hours you're going to play with this game are going to be fucking around in the world like you should uh building a big a big stone robot totally yes i mean that's that's what this game is i i mean i love this trailer i i i like all the story stuff that that's going on here um but breath of the wild to me was was not a story heavy video game and i don't really see this one changing to to be different than that that was that was my biggest criticism uh outside of the degradation of weapons is that there was not a it felt like a really cool video game. It did not feel like a Zelda game at some times to me. And yeah. um, that I know that like we've talked in other in other channels, Johnny, about like you don't go to Zelda for the story or the lore, but like that's what it is to me. Like you become a hero of a certain time period. And I I knew that I had to do something big in Breath of the Wild, but I didn't feel like I was propelling something of the weight that this trailer is, has restored my faith in. Like you are, you are doing some big shit to to be the hero that Link is, or fail as the hero that Link wanted to be. Like I can't tell yet, but yeah, all that's here, which is really cool. I did see somebody uh, on on YouTube. I did not watch this video because. I couldn't. It was too stupid. It's too stupid to to watch. But um, it just the thumbnail said, "Where does Tears of the Kingdom fall in the in the in the timeline?" And like after Breath of the Wild, <laughs> like I, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, I've got my own little head cannon on where it might be. Um, if you want to know more about that history, I mean, you should go back to the deep dive that I I Numa has we... said it is a direct sequel. Like, where? That's, yeah, that's could fine. It, could it go anywhere else? But it's, they have also messed around with, like, moving backwards and forwards in time. Oh, it, Just because it's, it's be a direct like sequel other. doesn't mean that it, it takes place immediately after it. Like, that's... Like a direct sequel, it's tied oh, to yeah. That. I mean, it could be like five years after the events right. of Breath and of the Wild or whatever. Wait, do you think another Zelda game just so happened to fit in between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom? No, I'm saying that if you look at some of the things for this game, I feel there's been a lot of stuff with an Ouroboros that's right there on the screen currently. And we know that the first story is Skyward, Skyward Sword, and they moved everything up to the sky because of the shit that happened they couldn't beat it and there's enough happening here in the title of the game in the words shared in this trailer and some of the imagery that makes me feel like this could just be the end of the cycle that will forever repeat itself and that's stuff taken directly from skyward sword and i think that some of the events here will lead to the beginning again and this is this is it like this is the final piece of it the end of the loop the end of the loop okay like this is the battle uh, that we could not win with demise i mean and that's with the Sky Islands, it's yeah. yeah. How can much, you not theorize uh, about that? How much does the uh, Hyrule Warriors game uh, fit into the timeline? Because like that has there, some time there is. It. Yeah, there's a character. Let me buffer over to him again. I can't remember his the name. Little, uh, little, the little bird. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Uh, there he is. See, so this is like a well that part right there. He flies with Link. Mm -hmm. He is 100 percent from that period. Like he's Major young. Yeah. And then uh, 
I think that there's certainly some stuff with time again, like if we buffer over the trailer a little bit. Guy with a bucket on his head. Guy with a bucket on his head is the toughest piece on there. Like there's, I think that there's going to be some stuff brought over from that. Some of the did villages little, we go uh, to. Did little white guardian thing die at the end of Age of Calamity? Is that, the, is that still things that have. The egg, the like the original, the thing that the time machine, essentially. Is that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, like the little the little guardian thing. Like the it, it's what like opens up for the time travel pieces of it. So okay. um, I think that there's definitely going to be some stuff there with it. I think that you're going to see things being sent back, things being sent forward in time. Uh, they've always done shit with like Dark World. And I mean, shit, Ocarina of Time did that. But they've shown the Master Swords destroyed. I There's a good way to go back in time. If there's a time thing in here, they're going to use it to fix the fucking sword, I bet. Yeah. So... I'm excited. I can't wait. This has got me uh, just over the moon with excitement. I've watched this trailer a whole lot, and uh, the internet certainly seems like it. This one's been viewed uh, 7.9 million times, so it looks like a big fucking deal. But, yeah. Do you, that, do you feel like... So, we got... The original Breath of the Wild came out. Everyone went mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. nuts for it. Um, it's all it's all people ever talked about. Uh, people finally gave Dark Souls a fucking break so we could talk about Breath of the Wild before we're going back and talking more about Dark Souls or Bloodborne or whatever. Um, I don't feel like we've really gotten any clones of Breath of the Wild. Like we've certainly got... Gets an impact. Taken. That's not true, and you know it. <laughs> like, other than the straight copy. We all, we all thought it was going to be for a second. That's uh, true. Sonic, so, Sonic Frontiers like to have a question with you, Chase? Is yeah. it, though? Is it... Absolutely. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> inspired by Breath of the Wild. I, um, just having an open world does not make something Breath of the Wild. I, Breath of the Wild has... No, but the little soft piano does and the vistas that they show. All those things. Uh, Pokemon Legends of Arceus, I think, was inspired by Breath of the Wild. We talked about that. That trailer opens yeah. up the exact same way. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. I, yeah. I feel like it's more like pieces of inspiration rather than... Like when Dark Souls came out, we had a lot of people making Dark Souls style games. Fuck, we still do. Um, that's true. That those games. Breath of the Wild was one of those. <laughs> guess to an extent, but I feel like we had and a Dark lot Souls of games itself you could directly was point. inspired by Zelda. So sure, full circle. I, I just think that uh, it's harder to point to a game and go like, oh, that's that they pretty much just filed off the Zelda part of Breath of the Wild and put out a, a game. Whereas I think you have a lot of games that did that with something like Dark Souls. Um, what's yeah. the oh, I can't I can't remember the names of them, but there's there's like the one that's you're like it with factory parts on your hands. And I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. These games. Anyway, there's Neo. Yes. The Surge. Thank you. Yeah. Surge, Neo, plenty, plenty of games that are like, oh, you kind of just made Dark Souls again. I I think that there could be some stuff definitely borrowed upon here from like sandboxing elements for sure. Uh Chase, my 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 question is, is now that we've seen the trailer, we've seen the gameplay stuff, where where are you at as the least you, you, I, I think you, uh, I. Hey, here's the thing. I don't even remember what I spent my other uh, coupon for. Your golden my, coins. My, my, yeah, my my ticket. Um, yeah, I know one of them was Advance Wars. I'm pretty sure the other one was Tears of the Kingdom because it just made monetary sense that. Yeah. 
oh, to do that's it that way. way to save the ten dollars is yeah. by buying that one. Um, I so I think I have it pre-purchased. I don't remember. Uh, I I feel like I'm gonna play it, but I also feel that I should still go back and and finish Breath of the Wild before I jump into Tears of the Kingdom. But I also know I just don't really have any interest in doing that. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be kind of a game-time decision. I think that what you could do, it would not take long at all. Just watch the the cutscenes. Yeah, I could. But that's that feels lame to me. Like the I think closer the closer thing I would do is just speed run the... Uh, or not speed run, but at least like focus path to the other two... Uh, what do they beasts. call them? Giants, beasts. Yeah. The other yeah. two beasts that I didn't finish. I did the camel and I did the elephant. Um, so I still need to do the one with the birds and the one with the Gorons. Um, the Goron one and, was my favorite. Okay. Yep. Yes, uh, definitely. So if I, if I just did both of those and then I went to Calamity Ganon and, and did that, I know I could just go directly to Calamity, yeah. Calamity Ganon, but, um, I don't know. That also feels lame to just beat the game to beat the game. I, I want to experience the stuff that's there, but yeah. I definitely don't feel like I need to go shrine hunting anymore or looking for more equipment. Although ugh, that's my biggest fear is I don't remember the last time I played Breath of the Wild. So I feel like I'm going to go in and all my shit's going to be broken and I'll have nothing and I'll go. Yeah, Fuse I it, baby. Do this. Fuse it or lose it. Uh, one last thing I'll call about that trailer. You got to hear Ganon. Uh, that was confirmed to be Matt Mercer voicing. So um, sure. he's done. I, I know he's done some other big stuff. Yeah, but. big stuff. He's done a lot of anime stuff too. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo was also, That's I know that we dubbed we're, anime, Bobby, please. Oh, wow. Get out of here. That's that's not fair. I like, I love, I like dubbed anime, but. Um, Nintendo said, you boys haven't had enough quite yet. We've, we are going to give you even more. The Indies happened today. Switch Indie World, Johnny? And Nindies. Watch the Nindies. It's not an Indies anymore. Indie World. Indie World, because there's a world full Great. of Indies. I, I actually really like the idea of Indie World. You get all these developers from around, literally from around the world. Um, a lot of people have translators or, or subtitles to them because yeah. they're speaking in foreign language. I, I just think it's really neat to have uh, to have this show this that features this global feel that games are not just made in america or japan like it's it's literally everywhere and and i think there's some really cool ones even if they're not ones that i want to play which i felt like most of this show was uh yeah it was a very strange one i i i mean i think that there's some cool dlc that they get they announced i think that uh I've been playing the early access of my time at Sandrock, and I like that game quite a bit. I, I stopped playing it because it just needed to bake a little bit longer for early access. But I think this they did say it comes out this summer. So yep. I'm I'm really excited for that. That is co-op, by the way, guys. So I don't know if it's cross-play, but it's it's got action RPG elements, and but it is very much like a Harvest Moon type, I, type you're game. Not tr- you're not going to trick me into that. Anyway, uh, those, um, that's I, I thought that Animal Well, An- Animal Well continues to look really cool, yes, but that yes. game isn't until 2024, so it doesn't matter right now. Um, the uh, I think Rift of the Necrodancer looks really cool. I, I really like the way it is kind of combining Guitar Hero 
and uh, Rhythm Heaven and even Punch Out. Uh, like the, the yeah. boss fight looked very Punch Out, which was kind of cool. I just know that I will be garbage at the uh, rhythm part what to was the point where I won't play it. Everhood? Yeah. Yeah. Did, didn't it have lane rhythm based combat? It, like it that? Kind yeah, of, a little bit. Like the difference was you were avoiding stuff. You weren't trying to hit stuff on the beat. It was just avoiding the shit that came down the note highway. So it was on one hand, it was a little bit more um, like you could finesse it a little bit more because you just had to avoid mm -hmm. shit instead of getting the timing exactly right. But that game also then said, uh, well, what if we just completely covered your board with with garbage and <laughs> and we're still we're still going to make this pinpoint hard, uh, but hard in a different way than trying to nail all your notes in a in a Guitar Hero style game. Um, one more I want to shout out. What's the um, they showed it at the end of the montage. It's it's something we already know about, but like the it's the cyberpunky uh, cyberpunk bomb something. The one that's like the Jet Set Radio. Bomb Rush Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think that game continues to look really cool. I hope it, I hope it's good because I would like that to be. Awesome. I would suggest playing that on your PlayStation. Sure. I think that'd probably be a better place for a game like yeah. the trailer looks awesome I, th I think if you only have a switch that'd be cool but if you have other means probably check it out there like that's it's not a fair comparison but like that's what i want hi-fi rush to be like hi-fi rush i think is a cool thing on its own uh but like i'm looking for i'm looking for my like anarchistic teen fucking up the man fucking up the corporate man uh, hey, you're fucking up the corporate cool man quite a bit in Hi-Fi. I, I know, I know, but I they're I think they're both games like that. I just kind of prefer the cyberpunk thing that they're doing. Cy this looks great. This looks really cool. It does look cool. Like we I, I, see it at all in the in the indie world. I, th uh, I, th I thought that one was coming to Game Pass. Also, let me double check that. It would not surprise me in the least. Johnny, is there anything that you saw that you liked today? Uh, outside the stuff that you guys called out, um, not really. Blasphemous seems like a thing that I would like, but I, I bought the original Blasphemous on my Switch and didn't play a ton of it. Um, those, like, side-scrolling Souls-likes, I haven't ever really had any of them. It's a gross um, game, too. It looks very gross. It is. It's yeah. very... I actually really like the art style. Yeah. Like, how grim it is, but I just... I haven't been able to get into the gameplay of any of those styles, because there's, like, Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah, I remember like a lot it, of people saying they like Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah, I think Dungeon. that was also kind of the first one of, of those. Yeah, and I, I don't know. None of them have really hit uh, with me so far. Yeah, um, yeah I, I thought... Animal Will, honestly, was the thing that I was probably most interested in, which I was I was pleasantly surprised to see it there. But like Jay said, that's not till next year. Yeah. So I mean, I was um, surprised they just came out and said with the, the Silk Song release date. That was really. Oh, impressive. boy. Yeah. They, those poor people. Poor yeah. folks. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's Nintendo Indie World. You can check out that replay on their YouTube channel. And there's all kinds of write ups out there you can find out. But. Boys, I think we did it. This is the closest we've been as a, a threesome to an actual casual hour. Um, let's talk about the week we've had so far. 
Chase, you and I played Wild Frost on Monday. Had a really great time. You can watch uh, that video and on Johnny, demand. Johnny was there. I was he here. Was, he was there. Uh, that is uh, up on our YouTube channel if you want to check out that prior stream. Uh, you can also stay tuned for a quick look that's going up on Thursday the 20th. Uh, and you don't have to be high to enjoy it. It's a good time one way or the other. Uh, being a 420 game. Uh, quick looks. We got Above Snakes Prologue out. That is a really cool game that Chase loves. It's a survival craft game that he is really excited about. I don't know. The homie didn't seem too into it. The homie was not into it. Uh, tonight was episode 321. And then Friday night, we were slated to play Minecraft Legends. I don't think that's going to happen. If it is, it'll be kind of like a final push through that to see. Um, but Johnny and I are still kind of working out if we want to play more of that or play something more of a casual Friday classic. So. Uh, we're we're going to be streaming. We don't know what. We'll let you know on Twitter. But that's what we've been up to. You can follow along with all of our stuff right there in chat. Chase, my friend, what have you been doing? Uh, there is a new article on GamersOnTheGo.com about my time with Opus Echo of Starsong. There you I, go. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't finish the video game, but I finished the video game, if you know what I mean. I um, know what you mean. So I had some thoughts. I think, I think that... Um, review i guess i'm calling them reviews i i don't feel like i was really oh i want to be more open than that but um i think i was still pretty harsh on the game compared to what my real feelings are but um i also i also stand by everything i said in that so uh that went up gamers on the go.com you can find that there um also i do a, a podcast with our good friend pierce corshane it's called pilot program we watched the first episodes of every television show ever made our last episode was on deadwood uh, which was was pretty solid. And uh, our next episode should be recording next week, and that is going to be on Keenan and Kel, which I'm I'm pretty jazzed about. I think that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. here it goes. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. Exactly. So you can find that <laughs> at shows.acast.com slash pilot program. Nice. Or go to the link. Or just go to the link tree. You're in, you're in the chat right now. Go to the link tree. What are you doing? Go to the link tree. Uh, that is going to be it for episode 321 of the Casual Hour. We had a lot of fun. Check out some of the Gamers on the Go and Pilot Programming in between the waves here. We will be back live on Friday night with a mystery game, including Bobby and Johnny. Who knows? Maybe we'll play Destiny. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. Good night. <laughs>